Because you know I'm about to get chopsy today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel like this is about the Indian community. We should make, we should make it very... <laughs> no, this is, this is about, you know, exchanging cultures. We rolling, right? This is uh, how I sound. Actually, yeah, we got All right, cool, cool, cool. So today is a very trapsy filled day. You know, I have. This could even be a cold opening. Make sure we keeping all of that. We keeping all of that. But you try style more. Now we come back in style. I can repeat that again. Because, see, as the viewing audience, y'all ain't really know. Y'all ain't know the thing, but I know the thing. You know, started from day one, one hour day ones. And now we on day 61. Wow. <laughs> Episode 61. With the, a very special guest. She had a lot of mouth behind the scenes over the years. <laughs> but, you know, that's my Jackson. But you, you were saying, you were saying, um, you met me around the time of when I was starting the podcast. Go on right. and tell that story. So we had met around the time that you were, I think this was in the works, and you had talked, I think we talked about how to do it and whatever else, uh -huh. and I think we had bounced off some ideas of what, you know, what all could be there. I remember doing all of that, mm. and then I think you were like, oh, and you should come on. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, like, I want you to, you know, get like, get a good feel of it before I come in so that, you know, I could get the full experience, but it wasn't to say, you know, is this the I full experience now? To style you. Is this the full experience? <laughs> oh, You've come, you have, you have come along. Oh man. And I've watched the first few and then I watched the couple in the middle. I know I listened to a few on SoundCloud, so Tell I've you, definitely seen the progress. You and your friend either watch Fine in Love Part 1 and the reunion and the Jade was series in, in between oh, to see what I've seen. <laughs> now y'all gonna enjoy it. <laughs> but you know, let's start the show. Uh -huh. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach. But they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. You know what it is, is the Negus of Nassau, St. Antoine Alexander. Formerly known as your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willett, at your service, TV and the goat. Friend in the corner can catch. <laughs> Friend, I want you to know you want everything cool. Hold on. You want everything cool because we just make the lights come on. That is cool. <laughs> that is cool. And, you know, we have the usual suspects in the back. Um... The uh, party in the backyard. We have more members of the party in the backyard today. <laughs> you should let the lovely lady introduce us. Lovely lady. Say. Friend, introduce yourself. You say, thou hey. shall not try. What your, what your shirt say? Right. Thou shall not try me. Mood 24-7. Mood. <laughs> I am simply accompanying Madam, will you name again? Christine. <laughs> Madam Christine. Christine. <laughs> On her debut. On her yeah. debut. <laughs> At the show, I am just an innocent party in the back. It's just, don't worry, I'm not here. <laughs> wow. Wow. And we have, of course, Mr. <laughs> P. Giovanni, a.k.a. PG13, a.k.a. PG13, a.k.a. your favorite non-bay, a.k.a. hidden in plain sight, a.k.a. too many, a.k.a.s. Too many, a.k.a.s. Actually, check out Lincoln B. down below. Um, which, which is your new show now? Non-bases. Check non out non-bases. Check out non-bases. Link in the description. <laughs> Don't forget to send me a link. Yeah, I can send you the link. Um, actually, I debuted. Was it non-bases or was pro-guidance? Right, it was pro-guidance. Where 13. I first did my first quote-unquote podcast. We can put a link in there too, then. We can put first Justin's <laughs> first podcast down below. But, um, yeah, and we let's not us forget. Because this is about to be very, very interesting. Introduce yourself, my friend. 
My name is Christine. Your Sarah. name? Christine, and Sarah. Last name? George. What's, what's your social security? So, so because I have the Indian look, I must now answer immigration questions. No, no, no. Wow. This is how it's <laughs> No, I wasn't even going to go there, but <laughs> wow, I feel so okay. Oh, man. <laughs> See, you saying I not trying to be trapsy, but look where you didn't start. All right. Who put it there? No. All right, so. You know the show. You know what segment comes after the introductions. All right, what's your behemoth, your favorite behemoth word, phrase, or saying of the day? Saying of the day? Yeah. Word, phrase, or saying of the day. Give us one. That I like to use the most? Yeah. I think the one that I use the most is like, No, we don't have that. <laughs> We didn't break that down, um, mash that down. I saw how, which ones, I, would I know, like, which ones you the guys didn't use? Mom, you speak. <laughs> <laughs> which Give me one. A time. I say, well, matter sec, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Like, bye. Um, okay, give us one which you would like to use, but you don't use. Or what you heard and was like, oh, I like that. Tings and tings. Tings and tings. Yep. So tings yeah. and tings for our international viewers. <laughs> Tell them what tings and tings mean. That's one. <clears throat> to me, tings and tings means that you're trying to plan something. And God, this is my life for so many occasions. But And you just, you know, things just ain't things. Like, it's not that. I think adulting. Is when that that phrase really hits you, uh-huh. and you want to do so many things, but there are responsibilities of being an adult. <laughs> right. Wow! And then things just don't be things. So what? I have experienced that a lot in the last couple of months with trying to save and you know do bigger things in life. And why are you doing uh, bigger things in life, though? You 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 live in the Bahamian dream. <laughs> you about to leave the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> you see why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the the irony of that dread. The aim and dream is to leave the bomb, <laughs> mother yeah. but, but let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. So, my friend. So the reason why I wanted to initially invite you on the show many moons ago was I wanted to talk about you know introduce the world like how the Bahamas and particularly Nassau is a uh, mini melting pot where you could find various cultures and like you wouldn't believe the people from like different countries that live in this small island like i've met people from uh uruguay south africa and they their residents here are from almost like different parts of africa south america east asia the philippines europe like, we have them all living and dwelling in different communities in the Bahamas, but for the average Bahamian, you really don't know these things. And, you know, mm-hmm. but after today, everything will be cool. So when I met Christine, how did we even meet? Actually, just, just rewind that. <laughs> we met through mutual friends. Yeah, on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook. Because yes. actually, you were part of the cult, the Bahamian cult. How, that's how... Christine, actually, th- let's get into your beginning, and then we're going to get into the cult. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to mention the cult. <laughs> no, no, we're going to get into the, the cult. just came out. No, 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 <laughs> but we, we've been thinking about being a cult for the longest. Well, we're going to go into the cult that you and your friend are part of. Because mm. mm. fr- friend yeah, and you yeah, from, yeah. The, from the cult, too, right? Yeah, she's from I'm the cult. I'm not a part of any cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> We're not cults. <laughs> We're not in any cult. <laughs> so go ahead, man. <clears throat> okay, so starting from the beginning, huh? <laughs> I guess we'll start from when I reached her. Yeah, when you reach. Mm, I think. Not um, even when I arrive. When I reach. <laughs> <laughs> See, you gotta put it. <laughs> I've been here long enough. I feel like it should just be accepted. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, I think initially my dad got a job here with PMH and. 
we had a, we were all living in India, so I was born in India, and I had already started my education, like going to school and everything in India, and grade three, we stopped it all, and my entire family moved over here to Nassau, and if I, if I could find one word to describe the entire process, it would be astonishing. So it was like, well, mother flip. I, it's, <laughs> the culture is so vastly different mm. from what I would have witnessed being in, in India. Now, I was really young. I was maybe like eight or nine years old at the time. Mm. And it's not like I got out that much but i knew people i knew the way we dressed i knew how our cultures were mm. and coming over here i arrive at the airport and i know i see like grown people in like little shorts and like tops and i'm like like you don't dress like that you're not supposed to I'm like, Mom, <laughs> they're like there's no like you know that was my impression of it all because we why are you uh, saying people ain't gonna wear shorts and and short sleeve shirts and this he <laughs> Listen, I, all I know is, and I don't speak for every state because I know uh -huh. that other states are a little bit more forward than my state is. Mm. I'm from a state called Kerala, which is at the very south of India. Mm. And it's, I believe it's a very more, way more traditional. And we, we keep the intensity of the culture a lot more in my state than it is in um, states going a little bit more north. They're more liberal. They're more adapting of the Western culture than my state is so and i hadn't been outside of my state honestly coming outside of the country to come here was the first travel experience that i can remember i don't even think that I, i've been in oh wait actually i would have been to other states but coming out of india that was the i've only been to the south part of india and then coming here so that was my initial thing and then i spoke english because i went to an english school but it's not the English that we speak over here. So nobody I mean, understood. But it, but, I mean, you going from one set of broken English to the next. Really? So, and even more broken Nobody English. understood what I was trying to say. My teacher would be like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, I'm fine, thank you. And how are you? Because that's what I've been taught to say. Mm. So I remember all these different things and the uh. transition. Everybody looked alike to me. I think that was the... <laughs> 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 the major things I struggled wow. with. So the people would come up, hey, I'm Kaylee, I'm Danielle, I'm Fendi. And I'm like, uh, yeah. You, all y'all look alike <laughs> to me. Like, I can tell. So I would go to Danielle and be like, okay, so Kaylee, right? right. And they'd be like, no. no. Oh, I look like her. You telling me I look like her? I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. But that that's what she I She don't remember. mean to offend anybody. It's like, you know, when you see like, uh, and I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but you know, if, let me just say, if you go to like certain <laughs> countries. Yeah. Right, right. Pivot, do, come on, do. You know, keep that trapsiness to yeah, yeah, low. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can't see if you. We know where you're going. We know where you're going with it though. We yeah, know what's, yeah, we know what's yeah. going on. It looked like everybody copy and pasted. Okay, yeah. okay. So it was almost it was like that to me. But sitting here now, twenty something years later, honestly, nobody looked like. I don't even know how I thought people looked alike. So I, we're just gonna leave it to like the innocence of the age. Yeah, because yeah. I think everybody has that experience when they go into territories where. The people don't necessarily look their phenotypes don't aren't similar to theirs. Right. So like that's understandable at first, but that's some inner thoughts, yeah. <laughs> because people be like, uh huh <laughs> I see, I figure you <laughs> Okay, so actually um you actually told me that all the states of India actually have representatives in the Bahamas. Right. So, Which I th found very astonishing. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, I think that there is about 28, well, 29 states in India. And if you go to the Indian community that we have here, you'll find at least one family or one person from each of the different states that we have. Um, but, uh, like, 
south peoples tend, you know, we call south and then the north Indian. So basically that's the main divide. Um, and you have a lot of people here. So within my state itself, we have like 20, 30 families wow. here. And then in all of like if you count all of the Indians that are here, I think we may have like almost 200 people or so. That's so within that, you'll find the different states. Mm -hmm. So... No, I can leave that for later. <laughs> so, okay, so, um, so you came here, went to school. Um, how was the schooling experience? How was the How was the schooling experience? I think that was it. I, the first school that I went to was Faith Temple. Oh, so this before you joined the cult. <laughs> I I know not what you speak of, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna go there because because see the the cult i'm talking about is very ingratiated in bahamian culture and it's you can't get more bahamian than being a part of the cult but we can get there <laughs> so so in saying that you technically admit that you're not as bahamian as <laughs> <laughs> no i just ain't that kind of bahamian because see they say the cult says is no, this is their more. There's two types of people in the world. Mm -hmm. The ones that two are part of the cult and the ones that ain't. The ones that was part of the... And the ones who wish that they, that they were part of it. So, okay, so... So you can't tell me that in no cult. I, 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 <laughs> we said institution. Y'all like the word. Uh, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> this is like. It's funny because I catch it on. I like. Yeah, I, I yeah, know what this is. The article that's going around. I read it. To, um, I think I read it yesterday. The and of course, a non-saka sent it to me, right? No. And I'm reading it. Oh, she exposed it. She If you all didn't know, it out the big... Two shit no, of no, education. No. Okay, so for those who don't know, the, the cult, the biggest cult in the Bahamas... That is, is the biggest cult in the Bahamas, honestly. Is the St. Augustine's Big Red Machines, a.k.a. the Sakas. So... Well, before we get there, man, you're supposed to tell us right, the education right, 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 before right, you go right, on to the right. biggest cult. Okay, up. so <laughs> I think um, initially the very first, and I don't know how much you want to, how much you want me to speak towards the experience that I would have had, but when I first came here, uh, um, like I said, I went to Faith Temple, I got admission there. And I would have started out in grade five. Oh. And I remember my first teacher, she was, I think she was like a white Bahamian. Mm -hmm. And why, I guess why I'm saying that she was actually very partial to the other kids in the class than she was to me. So, mm. you know, I felt a little bit of that there. I looked to her to be like the person to kind of guide me through this process because I was so new to it. And my classrooms in India are not set up the way we are. It's set up over here. Like how Girls are not allowed to sit with boys. Okay. So girls, yeah. um, <clears throat> there are two sections to every classroom. And I'll speak more on this later on when I did go back for university. It was the mm. same story. Okay. Girls are on one side. Boys are on the next side. And it's long benches. Like, you know what we had in Kingsway at the... Under the pavilion of how you eat. Yeah. Little. Yeah. It's like those uh -huh. benches like that we have. And we sit and there's a table. And I forget you went to Kingsway before you went to the cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how mutual friends happen. Uh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Because you was there for grade seven with um my cousin. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I forget. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> See, um, that's how they bring you in. I actually, when we started talking about the cult, because me and my brother was talking about it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you can't just call it sack. No, it forever no, 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 will be known no, 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 as the cult. cult. No, no, no. Forever be known as the cult for real, for real. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to defunct the theory today. Okay, the we will. <laughs> no, because yes. I want to tell, tell the, the story about their entrance exam and, and how it is. And y'all can tell me for itself, like how. And, and y'all have every right be proud to be this and be that, but we can get into that. Can't tell them nothing now with a certain Olympian being from the cult, too. And a certain prime minister, too. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I mean, we didn't tell them go there. Oh, 
But okay, so you went to Kingsway. So the difference in classes. Yeah. So uh, like, um, I was really surprised when uh, she was arranging us as to how to sit, and I was seated next to a boy, and I didn't know how to act. I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you this acted is not outside." Allowed. Like you know, like uh -huh. I'm not supposed to be sitting next. Like, and I like I said, my state is really strict on these cultures and how we interact. It's it wasn't so. I don't think it's so bad. Um, anymore but back then it was so I was really shocked I had guy friends but we were allowed to interact outside of the classroom not inside and there would be talking while the teacher is talking which is like a that does not happen in my school so I was really and then I think the weirdest thing was that we call our teachers like by the name and then the word teacher so my grade three teacher would have been like Asha teacher and we all or we refer to them as miss or something like that. We don't ever we don't call the name. We just say miss teacher, miss something like that. We don't say the name. So when we came here, so my first teacher, let's say Mrs. XYZ. XYZ. So it was like Mrs. XYZ. That's why. You, and that was like a shock to me, too, because we don't refer to names there. Mm. Um, every person on the street is either uncle or aunt. Like, hi, auntie. Can, how, how do I find the place? Or uncle, um, how much is the cost for this? Like, we refer so, to everybody as aunts and uncles. Yeah, that's really popular, especially in the southeastern world. Like, you know, even in Japan, everybody has... I feel what the, the end term is. But san, or sama, senpai, you know, is very, very... Um, a respectful based culture yeah. like you know it's mm -hmm. not informal at, right. at least so yeah. <laughs> yeah and then my dad my mom was giving a ride to one of the um one of her colleagues and i was like he said something to me and i said yes uncle and he just looked at me like you see how i look you see how you look i'm not your uncle he'd be like don't be trying to blight anything around you <laughs> that's exactly what it was and i was like and then my mom had to kind of step in because she understood yeah and she had to be like okay this is how it's in india she's not used to the thing yet so that's all like the very first experiences that i remember i'm mm. um, trying to get people to understand me when what I was saying was a struggle. The accent was hella strong at I the time. I can imagine that. Yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> thick. I think I still have it because my everybody says that I still no, you, you, I you could you could you could code switch when you're ready. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so I do speak my language. So whenever I speak English, it does the accent does come in. I'm sure. Oh. But back then it was really bad so people had to sit and like okay say one word at a time <laughs> man <And> listen <laughs> don't listen to people do what you gotta do see what they saying but they had to understand me and then so I, if they didn't understand that stay wide man <laughs> and then i remember all the girls used to come around and try to teach me like the curse words you know that's the first thing <laughs> that's, that's what people do for real dread <laughs> no but especially yeah for real that's what people and i had a whole lesson and i didn't know words like you know, for female and male genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> they taught me that Actually, too. <laughs> see episode of Behemoth Saints here. Bruh. Insert here. In our society, there are two specific words that will make any Bahamian put a sheepish grin on their face. Would you want to guess those two words? Christian channel. Exactly, yeah. No. <sighs> the two words is one... Doggy. Wow. And the next one, Krabby. React. They don't put no grins on my face. <laughs> At least not that type of grin. Would you smile and no? Because <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you just went straight to it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you do for real. <laughs> I think that, that's what they do in every culture. Because like when I went to the U.S. for the first time, they'd be like, oh, how you say this in... In Bahamian, you know, how you say this and da-da-da-da, so it's always, like, you know, cultural and exchange. I can't say I'm any better, because I remember when I was in St. Thomas, which is the school I was in in India, there was an American girl there, and I think her name was Anita or something like that, uh, and we used to say, hey, Aniti, hey, Aniti means sister in my language, um, and we used to tease her like that, because her name sounded, and I'm sure... When I came here, I finally felt what she would have felt. Nah, she always suck her teeth and be like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm an SRB, though. Yeah, and I really felt that when I came here. And I, I you know, I used to be a little bully. So mm. <laughs> I got that right back. <laughs> okay, so you went from being a bully in primary school to, and, you know, you had a being short. Bullied. And then you had a short, you know, you had a transitionary period. And then you went to the monastery, the hills, the byways. 
on you know it's 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 almost like you know you see the cathedral on the top of the hill and in the valley is where you get educated <laughs> and programmed which is so Bye. funny to me because honestly when i was in grade six uh, see my mom also worked in fate temple uh, and I, the bully in me hadn't completely left or like the rebe- rebel in me hadn't like completely left so I would get in a lot of problems and my, the friends, like the people that I would get in fights with or something like that would like run up to my mom and be like, oh, she did this to him. I remember there was this incident where I missed and scraped a boy wow. and they ran up to my mommy and then mommy came home, told my daddy she's getting in fights. And obviously I got beaten for it. I'm like, it was self-defense. Hello, your mom. Oh, yeah. Your mom was at Faith Temple. But- yes. So initially when we wrote the grade six exam, I knew that coming into St. Augustine's, there was also... Uh, Indian teacher there that was very close with my family. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not about to do this. I want to go somewhere where I can just be another girl, not somebody's daughter or not somebody's like relative or anything like that. So you mean to fail the test for the cult? Um, I can't say I mean. I didn't try much. Mm. I just went there. I wrote what I could and I didn't. I was very happy when I got So hold on, hold on. So, okay, so... <laughs> you mean not to pass? I didn't want to. I didn't but how you go got back in? A year later. So. Oh, um, about to come out. Now, this See, is when where... they take a hold of you, because <laughs> I get to do the same thing like what you did, but. You so know. I went to Kingsway, uh-huh. like you know. Yeah, like um, I did. <laughs> so for grade seven, I went to Kingsway, and my parents were very disappointed and upset. They just wanted me to go to the best school in Nassau. Mm, so. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> so they said, this is not happening. You're not staying in Kingsway. You're doing like you're doing well, but you know, like that's not what we want for you. And they made me go through the process again. Also, you could take. I even know you got to take a second entrance exam. Yeah, so she got. Oh, so the so the cult was like, y'all ain't making the first time we get. We want y'all, cause see, (laughs) actually, let me stop right here and tell y'all, going to SAC. I was telling my brother because he never took the exam, but I took it. You know, I went to a crappy primary school and then. My mom wanted me to go to Kingsway. But to go to SAC, they gather all the best and brightest from every primary school in Nassau. They make you come Saturday morning in your uniform. And you take the exam with your school. And there's many schools. It's almost like a college orientation. And they have their prefects. Fetting, you a soccer? You a soccer? So you could be soccer if you come in to take the exam. You won't be the soccer. No, 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 no. I talk about... I talk about... They vetting already before you even know you pass. Right. Mm. They putting that, uh, that, 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 exactly. that energy out there. They putting that energy out there. And then if you make it to SAT, you get a letter to say, congratulations. It's not a letter. You, it's a big fat envelope. Let's stay. Uh, oh, oh, it's a, <laughs> excuse me. It's a big fat envelope <laughs> to say you and been invited to the world's best cult. Right. And then... <laughs> You you come and you you be trained for six years and for eternity, you saying, "Hey, red or nothing, suckers or nothing," hmm. and tell you people seventy five and almost close to the grave, saying you you used to go to sock, you used to go to sock. Now you tell me, we'll let me get linked that when the article below. You tell me what that is. Hmm. But you know, we it the... means that the school has a certain standing in the country. It is widely recognized within the country, and it opens opportunities for you because you uh. they know the quality w- that you okay. possess. Okay, and I, I don't think that's cult. Okay, that's but say say, say your slogan. <laughs> no, say your slogan. Is it? There's two people that exist in the world. Finish it. The ones that went to sack and uh, the ones that wish they did. All right, we, and you know why they wish they did? Uh, because of the opportunity that they're not presented with, maybe. Mm, so I don't know. All you have to order. do is take the exam. It's and like what that have to do with us being a cult? Like mm. I really don't understand. No. What? Listen, your viewers, y'all decide. We about to take a quick break <laughs> and come right back. Y'all decide. <laughs> Next time on Everything Cool.
No, I know. No, but it wasn't. But it wasn't until that whole situation. And we're back. So friend had to leave. She she always stayed duck in the smoke. So, have y'all decided whether institute? Ain't no difference between institution and and a culture. If you really sit down and think about it, is this cult have a just negative connotation to it? I think it definitely does have uh, our in the way it is intended is definitely with mm. a negative connotation to it. I don't think that. It's as bad as people make it seem. Now, yes, we do have our pride. People ask if it's something that they put in the food or the water, and I can't tell you. Mm. I still feel it to this day whenever I'm here, and I see Saka's doing good things, and it's posted, or we are shining on the track at the BASS. You know, all you these... See that? That's what the article say. Don't let them bring up BASS. I, I mean, it's, it's a pride, but... Don't you feel pride if you see someone from Kingsway doing big things? Don't not, you I mean, pride? not really, because, <laughs> I mean, people from Kingsway, a lot of them, especially in my industry, is the top tier. But like I say, um, well, most for most schools in the Bahamas, I think SAC is the only, like, secondary high school that really evokes school pride, per se. That's not I, true. You have Queens College now. No, but it's not. It's not yeah, as cultish <laughs> as Sack. I don't know. Because ain't nobody hiring me. Because I will. Ain't nobody hiring you because you went to QC or because you went to Kingsway or because you went to St. Andrews, St. John, St. Anne's, or even maybe even Lifeiki <laughs> International. But then that could be the same for, you know, the different sororities and all of that. No, you look what you compared it to. Organizations. Okay. Would you pledge you, would in you college? Call them cults? <laughs> I, I Some, think when you are in a cult, there's no way of getting out. There are certain things that way you don't want to do that you have to do. None of that exists. Mm -hmm. But it, that's there's not no everything. religious practices. Mm -hmm. It is a religious practice. Aren't you? Isn't SAC a Christian, quote unquote, Christian school? Isn't this a quote unquote Christian country? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it does come with a uh, religious practice. So then the entire country practices a religious. No, but you mm -hmm. subscribe to a particular sect. Oh, I mean, that's so what, what, that's what everybody, which, which right? Which religion would have Kingsway been? No, no, no. I, okay, yeah, but I don't go around saying Sacks, Kingsers, and whatever. That because it. there's nothing to say. Exactly. You have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Boom. <laughs> Bow. But this is the thing. But you saying... Mm -hmm. Sack doesn't come... The cult doesn't come with a religious belief. And I'm saying... It does, technically. You ain't gonna weasel yourself out of this. You know what? <laughs> it's always hard to convince a non-sacker mm -hmm. that they look, don't look. have to talk bad about sack just to feel something. No, I ain't talking you know, bad about the school. I, I just, just want you to admit to what it is. And there's nothing to admit to. Mm. Now imagine if you had gone to sack. I probably would have been, been a part of the cult. There, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been a, just as prideful. Like, like me and my brother was discussing. I was like, bro, we, we always was wondering, what if we went to a different high school? I was like, okay, if we did go to South, we probably would have been a little bit different. Probably been a little bit us. You know, being a little bit more prideful of what a heritage comes with the territory. I ain't saying it's bad. I'm just saying, I call it like I see it. That's all. <laughs> I think. I, I am not going to speak to anything. Yes, I, I wish I was a part of the cult. End of the story. <laughs> I, I am very grateful to my school for being able to educate me. She got a job off of the high school. She went to not even college. That's it. That's the spirit. So you tell me what that is. No, I'm, no, but I'm saying when I first came here, I'm not a Bahamian. I'm still Indian. I hold the Indian passport. I was, when I was studying here, I was a dependent um, on my dad's work permit. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I came back, I would have just been here on like a student visa thing, mm -hmm. um, trying to apply for a job. And they would have had to give me a work permit. Mm -hmm. And in the IT field, work permits are really expensive for companies to give to um, non-residents mm -hmm. so because of that I faced a lot of issues with trying to, uh, to get being hired uh -huh. but there were 
so many interviews that I would have walked into just because they would have seen like it's a sack person that's doing the interview mm. and they see that on the resume they're like we're definitely going to give her a chance we're going to see and there's a lot of people that didn't know about my my um residence was like the status and they would have been like oh yeah yeah she could come in like definitely because I just think that they recognize okay they come from something that's well known and I think that's the same for yeah. For a, a lot of places, yeah, right. a lot of places, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's just it is. That's no, it, it is true for and a lot of places. And that's what they equate to fraternity, being sororities. from a cult. And yeah. so it's not true. No, but it's like it's still the same thing. So like, if I went to Harvard, <laughs> other Harvard people would be like, "You know the tradition, right?" You you go anywhere in the world, and you're like, "Oh, you're from Harvard. You're like you're the first in line to like any Ivy League college." And mm -hmm. that's just no. You see the what they say, Ivy League college. We got billionaires from it. People, you tell me okay, what it is. Okay, so it's an Ivy League school mm, of the Bahamas. Of Why can't we just say that? We have other, we could say it's just there's a list sack. It's just on the top. Mm, all right. <laughs> so, Followed by the rest. Uh, <laughs> so, go, okay, so now you are going through adolescence in a different country. Tell me how that was. Okay, yeah. yeah. So um, by the time I got into <clears throat> St. Augustine's, I, had, I was pretty well adjusted to the culture and the language and everything. But... How you spell culture? How do uh, I spell culture? Yeah. K-U-L. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I like that. <laughs> but uh, so I was in, I was, you know, pretty much in with it. I was young, so adapting wasn't a problem for me. I was able to speak with more of a Bahamian accent or mm. you know the way people can understand me it had gotten all better the main battle at that point would have been how vastly different my school life is or who I am at school versus, versus who am I, I am at home mm. because my parents are still religiously strictly Indians mm. uh, my mom because she works with teenagers and because she's a teacher she also gets to see that, hey, this is what other teenagers are doing. Yeah. But my dad, he does not <laughs> budge from how Indian he is. And he's not a 20th century Indian. He's like those 18th century, 19th century Indian. Mm. And that was a huge battle. So so you used to be at soccer, I'm carrying on by too. <laughs> that's, that's where it comes in. I wasn't even allowed to go. Oh. I had to like sneak out. I had to wow. pretend like so I had to work to go a to stall. Of their school. I used to pretend I had to work a stall mm -hmm. or something to, as an excuse as why I had to go. Right. Right. I talking about like when y'all had fun day too. Fun day and all it's like regular school days. Right. So it's not like my dad really <laughs> knew that where I was going was like a fun day. What happened there? Uh, so it wasn't uh, too bad with trying to go. Anybody who have pictures or video of Christine from back in the day, send it to me. Fine, the original speak. people never those don't exist. I've been living my life at a, on a DL from like a very young life because mm. of who my parents are. Okay. So I've always had to make sure that whatever I did, uh, it's not something that ever would reflect badly on the Indian community, um, as well as on my parents. Because once something gets out. That's the entire community looking to my parents like, why haven't you raised this girl right? Oh, and that right. was not a position that I was ever willing to put my parents in. Mm -hmm. Now, did that stop me from being? Or it, like, I think I'm the person I am today because I was brought up so strictly. Other than that, mm -hmm. who knows what I would have been. But mm -hmm. I had to be very mindful of, yes, I may want to act a certain way. I may want to do certain things. Um, and we, I got into many arguments with my dad and mom as to why it wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to go to like parties. Sorry, <clears throat> to like parties, if it was like a student thing. I I wasn't like if I had to go somewhere. There was a trusty parent that my that my parents had that they trusted and thought that had the same value with mm -hmm. which they brought up their kid as my as my parents do. So if she went, I could go. It was things like that, right. and it was really. I think hard. that's just basically typical, like because I feel like. Coming up for me, I w it was like that. No, minus the whole um, cultural, I would say, no, the cultural of pride of it. Mm. Um, but the whole, I guess, heavily parented, heavily guarded being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not close-minded. Uh, protective? No. Not protected. Uh, sheltered. Sheltered. Yeah, the heavily sheltering. Oh, you can't do this or that. So I think that's a commonplace thing.
for a lot of kids growing up, especially yeah. like in a very conservative society. I mean, definitely, because even the friend circle that I would have had, mm. they also they didn't face as much as many restrictions as I did. But they definitely had a few that we related on uh -huh. and things like that. But that's where my Indian friends, you know, really came into play. We mm. went there's a lot of Indian parties that happen like every weekend, mm. back, especially back then. And I would I had like this really best friend that we'd, we I'd come here and we immediately clicked. And I would always call her like, hey, are you invited to like this party at this place? And she'd be like, yeah, we're coming. I'm like, okay, let's like come. Let's plan to come at the same time. And we would go. And then those were the way, those, that's where like we would exchange our Community, war stories. society within a society. <laughs> yeah, how we were surviving at school and how everything was going on. <laughs> so I had like Indian friends and then like Bahamian friends. And like, um, and we have a lot of um, community things like everything is almost celebrated so my state like today today's on them so i would have sent you some the nice. thing with the food on the leaf uh-huh so it's like uh today's like the, the the story is that there was this really uh generous king um mm. and he would have on a particular day he would have like gone out and fed the different poor like the poor people and everything and so we have like there's a whole festival and it's all on them. It's just my state. So things like that we would get together on. And then the more popular ones that the entire Indian community, not just my state, like from every state, like Diwali and Holi, which is the festival of colors. Diwali is the festival of lights. Um, and we would come together for all of these different things. And, you know, we would have a good, good time. So we had those. And then I had my, I think church was mostly where, um, I would have been introduced to like different Bahamian cultural food and things like that. Okay, right. that's that's dope. So you graduated from the cult, and then oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you graduated from there, and then you left to go back to India. Right. So so that again is another Indian thing. My my yeah. my dad was convinced that to be an engineer. Well, first of all, my dad had three options for us. So either you could become an accountant or you could become an engineer or you could become a doctor. Now, my initial plan, I, I had wanted to be a doctor, but he was like, uh, I don't know. I think with you being a girl, I don't want you to be a doctor because you're supposed to be home taking care of the kids in the future. So if you have like night shifts and things like that, you won't really be there. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that would be. Um, when we are having this conversation with your future arranged person, you know, that, you know, we would like it to be where you are available to be home. So let's pause really right there. Yeah. That's let's get into that real, real quick. So you've been strong. exposed to Western culture. Yeah. And you just saying your dad chose your career for you. Right. How did you feel about that? And then to get into the, because I've been telling a lot of people, having a lot of con relationship conversation where I say in Eastern culture, because um, there's been this whole talk about a lot of Western women facing, you know, getting into their 30s and 40s and not being able to find a husband. And that's like in a lot of Eastern cultures, the father usually picked the husband or sets you up with a husband. So let's get into that right quick before we move with the, the occupation, I don't think it's a culture thing so much as it is my dad thing, oh, okay. honestly. Okay. I think he comes from a f very strict family that would have chosen his profession, chosen his wife, chosen the way he should lead his life. That's what he's used to. Okay. But if my, like at the same time, I do have some Indian friends who are able to pursue their dreams and their ambitions and their goals. And their parents are totally supportive of it. I just didn't come from that. And I think that's more so a family thing, um, a family background thing, than it is a culture thing. So okay. you would speak to another Indian and they would have a totally different experience. Oh, no, my parents are fully supportive of me going for a music career or me going for like an acting career. And they're okay with that. My dad from day one, because I was very interested in drama, and he was like, no, you're not going into acting. Like, that's not a, that's not a good profession and you're not going into that and people do all kind of wild things when you're there so you, no you're not mm -hmm. going into it it was a very protective he i was you know i lived a very overprotective life like i didn't know anything about anything so mm -hmm. going into it 
I knew there was no fighting my dad because he's paying for this education. Mm -hmm. So there's yeah. no fighting him yeah. on anything. Uh -huh. right. And he was the one who said, okay, you are always interested in sitting in front of the computer. Little did he know I am trying to have a social life. <laughs> But he's like, you're always in front of the computer. <laughs> you should go be a computer science engineer. And I'm like, hey, okay, I guess. But I, oh man. I I know he knew like I I wasn't the best at maths. My English was like my strong English and biology were like my strongest subjects in high school. I don't know how I ever ended up in engineering. So going there and that, honestly I think that's where the culture shock came in. Mm -hmm. Going back to India uh -huh. and not being an Indian, you look the part but you don't know how to act the part. Mm. And they they do not excuse that because if you look like you like they why they see white people come in they don't they don't they, they give you a pass yeah. yeah i mean that's, okay. i think that's every culture because you know i sort of chastise behemoths that say claim that they behemoth but don't know nothing of the culture right so and, i get oh, that i think that's where i really face i it was so much more forgiving when i came here Mm -hmm. than when I went back. Because they was like, you've been westernized. <laughs> it's not, no, but it's people who don't know. I think my family was more forgiving of how I, like when I first initially went there, and this is why I chose this outfit today, to be honest. Um, I used to wear like the little shorts with my pants, right? Uh -huh. And I would walk down the street and the people going by in the buses would give you like these little um, whistling sounds. And like, you know how we do the little cat calling? Yeah. But on like, a really degrading level and i would face and i didn't i just i didn't understand why i was being targeted wow. until and i used to wear all of this and i used to go in the bus like the little shirt and stuff like that i used to go in the buses and i would be like people would try to like you know nudge you and like kind of like like it was a my mistreatment and i didn't understand why i was being targeted i didn't know until one of my friends she came in the bus with me and she Pull me aside and she sat down and just like. So no one in, like didn't when you keep went by no one till you like hey this the four one one. No, nobody uh -uh. did. Everybody was just so concerned that I was going to this class. So less, I all my life I've been now taught in English. I speak the language. I under I I more so understood the language. I didn't speak it as fluently uh -huh. back then in my house. My dad's from another state, so he doesn't speak my language as fluently as. My mom does. So uh -huh. in the house, he spoke English. And my mom spoke English because she works with students. So everybody just spoke English. Mm. Nobody really spoke our language. I more so heard it when, I, when we went to these little gatherings that we would have and things like that. So I could understand, but I never really spoke it. So everybody was worried about how am I going to, you know, understand the lessons that are being taught in the class. So everybody was trying to prepare me for that. Nobody tried to prepare me for how you should look and dress and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like I said, my friend sat me down and she was like, I understand you're from the Bahamas and I know that. She said you from, from the Bahamas. Bahamas. Oh. <laughs> no, that's enough. <laughs> All through my sack life, everybody would be like, hey, Indian, or look, Indian huh. going that way. And when I went to university, everybody's like, oh, that's the Bahamas girl. <laughs> Come over here. Do I ever get to be my name? Wow. <laughs> like, uh. that was the first, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm always a country wherever I go. <laughs> so she's like, I know you're from there and I know what you're used to is like how you dress is like completely normal and we understand that because we watch the shows and we have american channels here so we understand mm -hmm. but you can't expect the locals to be on board with things like that so if yeah. you're gonna be here and you don't want to feel the treatment every day do as the romans do you basically. have to yes you have yeah. to dress the part so she was like you're gonna have to put on something that reaches like up to your knee So something like this is what I would have dressed in. Something that comes all the way. And this is a bit short according to the thing. But something that comes like all wow. the way up here. And I had to cover my air breast. Yeah, midsection. Yeah. And there's like this shawl thing. I didn't put on one today because it's too hot for that. But I yeah. had to put that on and wrap it around before I went anywhere. Public places like the bus or like the parks or stores anything like that i would have had to dress like that and once i dressed like that nobody looked at me ever again like it was so easy to just blend in because now i look the part and i'm acting the part mm. so it was okay and once i learned 
how to dress and how to talk my language fluently. It wasn't so bad. That's the first time I actually felt like I never stood out because here, wherever I go, I'm automatically noticed for the hair, Your the complexion, yeah. Right. yeah, or anything like that. So I'm always, where, whatever it is, I'm a foreigner when I come here. But that was the first time I had that experience of not being an outsider. Okay. Right. Yeah. So tell, tell us about the, well, let's go back to when you had to come back here and moving, living there for a while and having to come back to reingrate yourself to a culture that you, how, how long ago, you, what's, what's the length of time that you went since you left from high school, went back to India and then returned? Right. Like, so I left in 2010 uh-huh. and I came back in 2017. Okay. So seven so whole man. years, mm-hmm. man. So, so that's almost like you have to, hold on. I remember, so it's like, this is this, this is that. Oh, I never used to drive when I came here. I was too lost. <laughs> I knew the little area around my house. I knew how to get the sack. I knew how to get to my, my best friend. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. That was the length of it. The immediate basis. Uh, my parents, like, the first thing I learned to do, I used to drive stick when I was in India. Well, they might as well give you a stick. <laughs> when you was here, so you could beat the road dead. Fuck. But you don't need a stick. You don't need stick over here. Man, you should still get it just because. Yeah, you definitely don't <laughs> need stick over here. All the cars that we had were already automatic. So my dad was like, you can just stay. There are four. You can pick one. Just not mine or your mom's. Pick the other, one of the other two. <laughs> so there's then, literally two. two, two <laughs> there's four cars, but you have two to pick from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you pick one. And I didn't like the two that was there. So I, I kind of convinced my mom to give me her car. Uh, man you spoiled man you come back home it's four cars they say pick one motherfucker (laughs) oh i like that yeah certain 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 things that you know my family like i was always taken care of i never had to worry about i never worked never had to worry about the bills i'm very blessed that way for sure yeah so that's and that's like a part of the culture thing like you know i think there was a there was a show in which aishwarya rai and i think even priyanka chopra all the more as you still live with your parents like parents take care of you until you're married and then it's like the husband's job oh and that's that that's just apply for us women or i went when you're a girl yeah okay yeah Uh, okay you had a parent (laughs) (laughs) okay so so when you're a girl so when you're a girl your parents take care of you until marriage yeah, so it's their responsibility to mm. find you a suitable husband. Yeah, get into that. Because yeah. <laughs> I think that's what everybody needs to start doing. What, no matter where you are in the world, we need to get back to them days. Whew. Arrange marriages. Well, not necessarily arrange, but people need, I think a lot of people, especially in Western society, need help vetting their mates. So the, uh, the yeah. worst rate one. I think I be, see so. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might be able to blow your mind. <laughs> mm. Go ahead. Arranged marriages, in my opinion, worked back in the day because girls were taught to be quiet. Man, listen, the feminists don't want to hear that Christine. That is against womanism. I always wanted to say, like, there's a good contrast episode to last. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't want to hear that. They (laughs) don't want to hear that women need to be taught to be silent and to be submissive and be in the house barefoot pregnant and all them things. That's what it is. Not on this side of this world. That's what she's saying. That's That's what it is on that side. That's exactly what it is, though. I I can see how my grandmother, my grandmother will never talk back to my grandfather. I've never seen an occasion where where he's dead wrong and she would sit silently until uh, he come back and say, oh, but this oof. is what happened here. And she's like, yeah. And <laughs> like, that's how situations would go. And she would have been the more, edu- like, with my father's side of the thing, she would have been the one that was more educated and, like, in the field and everything, working in her field and everything. And he had to depend on her to get everything, but he was still the main, he was still the man, you know? Wow. And she wouldn't have spoken out of turn, regardless of the fact that she was aware that she is more educated. That Christine, she they're going to call you a pick-me in Western society. In this society. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it worked in that because no matter what guy came into your life, you knew to be quiet. You knew to do what you had to do. You had to do the things around the house. You, it was your responsibility to take care of the kids. The man would bring in the money, pay the bills, and that was the end of the story. Now, Perfect. as I won't speak to the love aspect of it, how much like now, I think that depends on family to family. In mine, I've always seen it being like a professional arrangement, mm. more so. Um, we coexist because that's what you're supposed to do. 
that's you the father has a role the mother has a role everybody do their role go to and then you go to sleep and you do it again the next day and that's how it's been and so that's what i've like you know would have grown up seeing a little bit of but again being exposed to the western culture i've become opinionated i've become stubborn i've become very selfish of what i want who i who i want mm. to be so has the west corrupted you um, um <laughs> well i'm still single even though my parents have very very adamantly tried i have had multiple marital profiles created in my name my uncle Whoa. my um grandma my grandparents a lot of them tried to bring in a lot of guys um i've had i've had <laughs> to talk to a bunch of them and i wow. would have turned off every last one of them that came my way because of who i am it wasn't a purposeful thing but I'm not about to be quiet and do this and do that. I'm like, it's a partnership. Oh, like, if you in it to be with me, to, you know, have, like, you know, all the modern and West, like, so, I so you, so right out I, I, feel, I feel like, I, I, know, I know why I feel like the guys of the management are red and the red pill society. So you saying that Western culture has made you more, open less open-minded. But it's made you less prone to getting married sooner because you want to be an independent woman. Definitely. Wow. I don't think that if I was brought up in India that I would have been single at this time. I would have been married been for married sure with at least my second kid on the way, which mm. is the story for most of the people that I would have graduated university with. They were married from the last year. Some of them married as early as last year of a four-year career as a university student. Some of them are married from then, and most of them have, like, first or two second kid by now. So, you, wow. so okay, Christine, so I like that you brought this conversation there because this sort of piggyback off of our last part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it piggybacks off a lot of things that is happening on the social, like, in, you know. In social media. Social the media social, and the different discussions. Yeah. So, social you see it as a bad thing to be married early? No, definitely not. If it is with the right person and right. if you are comfortable with it yeah. and you know for yourself this is what you want for yourself, then marry at 18 and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. So but it have to be right for you. Okay, so you think... Uh, okay, because I think it's always an inner conflict struggle to balance between, okay, yeah, I... Especially for women today. Yeah, I want to be the independent women and... I get my degree, get my own money, blase, 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 blah. But what they're now realizing is as the more I become more educated, the older I get, the more money I make, the, the smaller the dating pool becomes. And, you know, or it's harder for me to maintain certain types of long-term relationships. So now everybody's like, well, you know, you got to become more traditional and less masculine and more feminine and things like that. So you were somewhat like the gut equator because it's like you from a culture where praises that kind of woman. But then right. you've become more so the modern women and you still have access to a hey, I could tell my dad if I want someone, he can find me one now. <laughs> but. The women in the West don't have that <laughs> privilege. Like, really? <laughs> like no, that I think, again, by, now something with my culture uh -huh. is that there's an age limit to this. That's yeah, right. so I heard, like, in, in, in um, parts of Upper Asia as well. Yes. So as long as the girl is up to 25, you can get married like that. There are guys lined up. It's fine. But 26 and up, you're almost considered too old. So now the men that you get are maybe they're divorced or maybe they're not as qualified because they believe that they don't have to be because the girl that they're marrying is no longer that age. Right. You know yeah, I, I mean? forget what they call them in Japan. I think the Forsakens or the Unforsakens. Something like I don't think we have a name or anything, yeah. but it's just the general outlook of how they look at girls like me wow. at the age of 27 and still single or not married. And they would look at you like, um, you're not bride. really yeah, yeah like you're like you're past the age like you would more so be suitable for somebody who's already divorced mm. or you know someone who's just like in the age and hasn't gotten married yet and they want to marry you know and so especially you, being so open-minded now, huh? Yeah. Be like, you haven't been taught already. Like, 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 yeah, you, you're not so, very traditional. You're not, right. You ain't you've been influenced so. by the West too much. Yeah. 
I ain't like for those viewers out there, no, Justin is not going more into Manosphere type topics. I feel like if they <laughs> yeah, would yeah, watch yeah, this, wait, wait. I debunked a lot of things over the last couple parts. But this is great. So, okay, so you move back home. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this, this this is a good point to to bring up. No, nah, I ain't gonna bring that up. So you move back home because <laughs> <laughs> I was, in, and you you found work, and now, so how it, you know adjusting back was just. So now, um, in the last year of mm. living there, I was actually working, and I was I had fought with my family. My my grandmother, like I had these rules that I had to live by. I had to be home by six o'clock, um, six in the evening. I wasn't allowed to really go out to over with, here. You mean no over in there. India? Oh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't allowed to really like they didn't not allowed, but they didn't like me going to like movies and things like with friends and things like that. And for every time, I would have to call my parents over here and be like, "Hey, can you talk to Grammy and say I could go?" Like I was 22, 23 doing this, right? Wow. And I just it was getting to a point where I was like, "Okay, you know what? This doesn't make sense anymore. I need to move out." So yeah. my my family does have a home there. I was just living with my. Um, my uncle, because girls are not supposed to live by themselves. Unmarried girls are not supposed to live by themselves. It's Bruh. not. It's not good for what? the. It's not good for society. So when I moved in, it was a big thing in my community, like in the, um, in the residential area that I would have been from. My neighbors were not pleased. Everybody talked to my dad. Do not do this. Like the when marriage proposals come and they find out that she lived by herself, a lot of the proposals are going to be lost or you're not going to get a suitable match for her because she's lived alone, you know, and mm-hmm. people don't trust that, like, you're living by yourself. Who knows who's been in your house? Yeah, who yeah, knows yeah. who, you know, like, it's those kind of thoughts. Yeah. So I was like... You you're just supposed to complete rebel. I was just like, I can't <laughs> deal with it. I'm going to go. And... Once I started living by myself, it was really bad. I would get out of the house like at 2.45 to go for like a movie, come back. So neighbors knew it was, it was, it was bad. Mm. But I was by myself. I was doing my thing. And I was in that space of mind. Freedom, right. <laughs> mm. And then coming back. <laughs> now I'm coming by back the to West. The, now I'm coming back to my parents who remember me as the girl from grade 12. Mm. So it's like. You can't go anywhere. Right, Where right. you going? Where, where you think you're going? What is driving anywhere? Oh, no. Man, Christine, come back. Big veteran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what do you want me? And then I remember one day I was out and my dad called me around 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. Like, why are you still out? Like, <laughs> you need you to make your way back home. I'm like, <laughs> really? I I'm was a so out. woman, like, right? Wow. Peace in could- the West. Oh, the West have taken my daughter. You could imagine how much people have been freaking out. They had a six o'clock curfew over here. We do people have a six o'clock That's what I feel like now. <laughs> people oh, have losing their minds, dog. Oh, man. Wow, that's... So, that's, coming back... That's deep. That's deep. Bro, like, you... I don't... I know you really... Because in my mind, I'm just like, wait, I have gold right now, dog. Like, <laughs> all these conversations I've been having... She just proved all of it just in one part. <laughs> this, the, this is the podcast. Y'all need to watch this. <laughs> watch this Y'all episode. need to watch this episode. I mean, wrapping up, we could conclude that the bomb is slack. <laughs> the bomb, no, no, it's yeah. the West, bro. The West slack, The West bro. is slack. The West corrupted her, bro. I ain't going to say no particular. But, but then again, some Eastern culture is really intense, too. Yeah. Uh, she was explaining. That's no, but according to the Eastern cultures, the West has corrupted her. It's the West. The West lit, man. That's <laughs> but, you know, uh, with everything I said, though, um, my parents have really come a long way because now it's mm-hmm. not so bad. That's and, good. you know, they don't really they don't really um, say too much to, you know, if uh, guys come to pick me up or something along the lines like that. No, but they'll follow your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, even back then it was kind of bad it was just starting really it was and that bad back then it, it was, should I tell the story uh, <laughs> oh Justin you get follow mother sick Justin you get follow I remember one in time right so where were we was going we was going I think to the movies or something something so I pick up Christine you know driving driving all I see is this car just <laughs> tailing 
My car. Ten stock, dog, dog. <laughs> nope, I just drive with the door open. All I see is her mom pull up with her brother on the side of me. Hey, I was like, fancy hey. meeting you had, Justin like, and Christine. And then Christine just nervous. What I a coincidence. Like, I, I have my sunglasses. I was like, yeah, yeah, see? Big coincidence. <laughs> but shout out to mom, though. Pull up on them on the beach. Christine Mine. and my class in the seat. It's like, yeah, mom, that's me again. <laughs> this is very recently. Yeah. Oh. So, so it's gotten better. So, all like, right, you know. All right, all right. Cool. Uh, and I'm really appreciative of that, being able to mm. grow up here and not... You know, I think I'm more me like this than uh, I would have been brought up in India. So I'm very thankful to be in Bahamas is like really a home to me. And she's so. about to soon leave to go to yes. up north. And it's only it's only to, you know, because career opportunities and of dream course. opportunities, but nothing to do with, uh, you know, the Bahamas not being a home or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to come back here. And, and she's always going to say, well, mother sick. sick. <laughs> Even though it's the second show. <laughs> but right. thanks again, Christine, for coming on. I feel like we both to break the internet with this. <laughs> because I think we need more arranged marriages. We need yeah, we more setting up. Because I trying to save to the family. I trying to start my own family. But at the end of the day, everything going to be everything cool. See what i saying? Christine, find the word. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. This is really fun. And uh, it's very, I'm, I'm so proud to see how far you have come. Keep up the good job. And Thank you. I can't wait to see the Thank next you. one. Thank you. Oh, of course, of course. Until next time. Yeah, yeah, see you.